when somebody starts at Peak, they're offered uh, a half-day course on giving quality customer service. So you were explaining to them, it's because you didn't confirm. We thought you weren't going to show up. Good amount of communication, probably like three or four texts, three or four emails and a phone call. Old school mindset is like, wait, what are we going to do? How am I going to fit all these people in? A bit of a challenge for me, but I've, I've had to get creative and you and I have talked about this. I'm pretty outside the box. Welcome to another episode of Dental Marketing Go. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients. And today I have Lori on with us, who is the VP of Marketing at Peak Dental Services. She has she manages over 60 offices and sees 2,200 new patients every single month. And she is going to share with us today how she solved the same-day cancellation problem. You are not going to want to miss this episode. I promise you, if you can implement the strategy that she gives, you can almost completely eliminate your no-show rate, especially on those same-day cancellations everybody's struggling with. All right, Lori, so why don't you tell me what you guys are seeing that's driving the most growth for your practices right now? Really good timing on your part. Um, we've had some trouble with capacity, right? Marketing's working. I'm not saying it's perfect by any means, but you know, we've just implemented a system of, of basically doing side booking for those patients that haven't confirmed their appointments. Um, and we're finding yeah. that it's, it's driving about 20% uh, more growth. Like we would have had a lost appointment time, but we've implemented side booking and, and hygiene appointment times, really adjusting those and making sure we're getting the most out of those appointments. And, and packing those people in. Because again, if you can't schedule in the next three days, four days, you're going to go somewhere else. There's more dentists than there are Starbucks. Hey, no kidding, right? So, so that's a great, that's a great quote. I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. Um, so, so, okay. So just so for, for me, so I can understand this and for the audience. So were you dealing with a lot of like same day cancellations? Is that what kind of drove this? Because the industry right now I'm hearing. Okay. So same day. So people are scheduling and then day of they're like, Hey, I can't make it. So if someone isn't confirmed, so if I call and make a dental appointment at one of your offices and you guys reach out to confirm it, but I, I don't get back to you, you're kind of moving them to the side yep. and then putting somebody else in that slot, like double booking, basically. Yep. We're double booking, putting a new patient in that spot. Like, here's the thing. If you're not confirming your appointment via, you know, Next Health or whatever it might be, or you're not answering our phone calls, it, this, it's a pretty good shot that you're not showing up for your appointment. So why not double down? And if somebody, you know, if somebody does get upset, we do have gift cards to offer patients, you know, water. Yeah. Hey, I'm really sorry. We're just trying to accommodate everybody. There it definitely is language around it. Got it. So, so yeah, that's what was my next question is what happens when they both show up? So now you're kind of double booked. Uh, though I, it always reminds me of is like when you go to the airport and they're like, we oversold the the flight because they have the same problem. People, 10% of people just don't show up. Right. So they have to double book sometimes. And there's always a little bit of over, um, over capacity and then they have to deal with that. So how, how do you walk through that? Two patients show up, they both have the same spot. What 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 is your team instructed to do? So that's where our distinctive patient experience comes in. Um, when somebody starts at Peak, they're offered uh, a half day course on giving quality customer service. Uh, patient always comes first, um, making sure they feel like they're at a Ritz Carlton essentially. Um, so we you know we make sure we have a conversation with them, give them a gift card, let them know, hey, we'll give you free whitening. And generally, people are pretty understanding, especially if they didn't confirm. 
Got it. So are you trying to still get them in or are you well, just basically treating it like, a re- okay, okay. So you're still, so it's like, Hey, we're still going to get you in today. It's just going to be a little bit later than what we were expecting. Perhaps. And, uh, and here's a gift card. Here's, here's, uh, we're really sorry about that and try to kind of get them back on the right track. Right. Yep. And then, so you were explaining to him, it's cause you didn't confirm. We thought you weren't going to show up. Right. And we, you know, we just say like, we know things happen. You know, but when we didn't hear from you, we just wanted to see, make sure we could accommodate the most amount of patients we could today. But we're happy to get you in. Our doctor will be excited to see you. And uh, next time, just answer the phone. Sorry to disrupt the show, but I got something crazy to share with you. We are attempting to connect with all of our listeners. We have thousands of people that listen to this podcast, and we want to meet you in person. We have four events coming up, and I want to give you a discount code that you can use for the next week to save $300 off your ticket. The discount code is Gary Bird, and the link is going to be just down below. You can also go to smcnational.com forward slash events. I hope to connect with you in person and help each other grow our businesses. Can't wait to see you soon. Yeah, that's a good. And then you're sending texts too, right? So you could, they're probably getting a text, an email, a phone call. A good amount of communication, probably like three or four texts, three or four emails and a phone call. Got it. Okay. So it's not like you didn't try or they just, you, you know, you, you, uh, um, just reached out one time. So yeah, that's amazing. The and then, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right. Um, okay. So here's where my brain goes. How did that help your offices? You said a number at the beginning and I wanted to, oh, did you say I'm, that? I'm spouting off a number probably isn't super like, I don't want to be like mindful of being, uh, it, it just really changed the way that our, our no show rate, right. Has completely bottomed out. Um, we're getting more new patients in a day. Uh, we're seeing more hygiene visits a day. So we went from, uh, I believe it was six, five and a half to six new patient hygiene appointments a day. And now we're over seven, um, just by implementing side booking. Wow. That's awesome. And I, I love that you call it side booking. Um, I, I really like that. Is there anything <laughs> else that the audience, is there anything else like the audience should be aware of that if they haven't, cause some people are scared to do this, right? Like I've talked to people and they're like really, really concerned. Is there any other pitfalls or roadblocks that people should really think through before they pull the trigger on something like this? Well, if this? it's in the DSO space, the doctors are going to give you pushback. Um, old school mindset is like, wait, what are we going to do? How am I going to fit all these people in? But if you, so we had our clinical director implement it in her office first to have hard data and metrics to show to the other doctors, kind of like lead by, like following by example. And um, that's been very helpful for us. Okay. So that is so smart. So you did like a beta test. You also had a clinical leader do the beta test, not the office manager, not, not the marketing person. And you had the clinical leader do the beta test and it went well. And then she, then she basically was the pilot that you showed to everybody else and said, Hey, this is what's really working. And she's doing like weekly coaching with the doctors that still have a little bit of hesitation. Um, but honestly she was really like, it was, it was a really big deal for her to go first just to test the waters uh, and show that it, it changed her schedule. It changed her P&L. I mean, it, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I would love when you get this all rolled out, because I know you, you're seeing over 2,000 off, or 2,000 patients a month, 60 offices. Once you get this all rolled out and you're able to compare like, hey, this is when we were having that 10, 20% no-show rate, same-day cancellation with just a bunch of holes everywhere, and now we don't. That has to be a huge impact to the office. We should have that in the next couple of months, and I'd be happy to share it with you. I, it's already having an impact. You can see it when we're going through our um, P&Ls, and we go through our P&Ls with the doctors every month. Um, and the, those that have implemented have been very happy with the results. 
Wow. That's awesome, Lori. Is there any, is there anything else, uh, before I ask you the next question, um, anything else on this topic that you think that we, we should cover? I think we're good. Okay. So what else, so what else are you doing? So I know you are a marketing wizard, like (laughs) you've been, you've been in the dental space for a long time. You've been, uh, in several different kinds of groups working, um, and doing marketing. So what else have you seen that's really making an impact, uh, when, when it comes to growth? Um, on the marketing front, you know, it's really different. It depends on the side of business we're talking about. For me, something that's new at peak is we have implant centers. Um, and they're a pain point, right? I'm used to bread and butter dentistry. Uh, it's like buying a, um, a Honda and then trying to sell a Ferrari. Um, so it's been a bit of a challenge for me, but I've, I've had to get creative and you and I have talked about this. I'm pretty outside the box. Um, when I, we've brought, I mean, we've, we've had to move, make some moves to Bing because some of our offices are in rural offices. We even ran dating ads on, um, match.com for veneers. And, um, we did some bubble ads for Invisalign and those have been really well, done really well. Um, you know, we're trying, we're doing an influencer campaign with, through our, uh, radio, our morning uh, station right now. Um, and that's been going great. He, we gave him Invisalign and he's talking about the process and the doctor. Um, I'm just all about like, I think every office is different. Like not all dental offices are created the same and I have to, we treat them. We, we group them in different ways and this might be helpful for somebody new starting out. So my budgets are based off the age of the practice. So if it's if it's yeah. a de novo practice, it's going to have a higher budget. If it's a specialty practice, it's going to have a higher budget. An implant budget is much higher than most specialty. Yeah. And then general dentistry, it goes um, uh, de novo, young de novo, teenager, um, mature, and then that's it. Ooh, I really like that. I've I've so how I've always thought through it was. Um, um, patient referral ratio, right? So like if you open a de novo, let's talk about like a GP office. If you open a de novo and day one, you're going to have zero refer patient referrals, right? Month, month one, you're going to have zero or very few patient referrals. Maybe you have one or two, right? Month two, you're going to have a couple. You might have a handful of patient referrals. If you're, if you're doing a good job, month three, you might have maybe 10 month four, right? Like you start building that up around month six, as the patients start to come back for their hygiene checkups and things like that, that's where the the referrals really begin to pick up. And so you have to start with a much larger marketing budget, and then you start to shrink that as the patient referral, uh, uh, new patients start to kick in. But I love the way you broke it down. You broke it down in, in stages, and you had, you know, the baby or the brand new one and the, and the, uh, the teenager and all of those different segments. How do you how do you define that? Is it strictly off of time that those those different segments exist? Well, I would love to say that the like a flat answer, yes. But the majority of the time, yes. But there are some um what we call fast forward de novos, uh, like younger practices that we purchased, um, that they kind of teeter in that younger range longer than they should because we didn't start the business. I didn't start doing marketing the way I would have done it. I'm inheriting somebody else's um mistake, wow. if you will. So they it, that doesn't tend to be based off of time. Got it. Okay. So I, I, I love that. And then do you, is there a certain time stage that's harder than others? Is there like, is it the beginnings the hardest or is it harder at the end or is it harder just to adopt and bring in a new, a new practice from someone else? Uh, I think novos are hard, but bringing in another practice from someone else, um, like mid Atlantic, when I worked for them, we had this model of buying trash and trying to turn it into treasure. 
Um, and that was a literal nightmare when you're just putting like pins on a map. Um, and with Peak, there's more strategy involved, which is great. It's a nice change. Um, it's not as bad, right? We're not buying 150 offices and coming in and going, hey, we're not changing anything, but we are. Like Peak comes, you know, they do one at a time and you can you can really put your hands around it a little better. Got it. Okay. And then how how are you rolling them up into your marketing system? So how, let's pretend that, I'm the mar- I'm the front desk slash marketing slash hygienist at this office that you just bought, right? And so I've been doing this for 15 years. Um, I know what I know. I don't know what I don't know, right? How how are you kind of bringing us into your fold when it comes to like marketing? So I generally come in and want to have like a discovery period with the office office manager, dentist, you know, the team because they know their business better than I do, right? I'm brand new to the table. So I like to hear what's worked for them, what hasn't worked. Um, one big thing for me is I've learned, I didn't know this in the beginning. You need to act like ex- have re- reasonable expectations, right? When they're like, oh, this worked really well. Well, can you quantify that for me? Because if you can't, then it didn't work really well. You're making an assumption and that doesn't work for me. Um, and then I'm like, okay, so we're first going to change your PMS system. We're going to be moving you over to all of our. Yeah. And then they freak out. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. ah, look, I don't... they freak. And then we're like, but look, we're going to, we're going to save you X, Y, Z here. So you have more money for marketing. We could try new tactics that you've always wanted to ter- like to try. And scalability is key. That's why DSOs exist. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. You don't have to answer it, okay? Because it because it might it might cause it might cause turmoil for you. Maybe not though. But how much? Because here's the thing: I've I've worked with tons of offices, and there's a little bit of people just love trying new marketing stuff, right? Like marketing. No one's ever out there like let's try new operating systems or let's try new PMSs or let's try. No one's thinking that way, right? Like it's always just like. No, we want to stay with what we have, except for marketing. Marketing. Everybody always wants to do everything all the new things. So what percentage of the time, if at any, that you're like, sure, we'll try that for you versus, okay, no, we're going to use this strategy because we know it's actually going to drive results. Uh, you know, I, there are, there's some like give and take, right? Like I definitely yeah. am willing to try new things. I'm very outside the box, like I said. And so I'll try something if it makes sense in my head, but generally it's not a new suggestion. Like, Hey, can we advertise in movie theaters? No, you can't. Like, uh, yeah, you've done it. it before, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. So I've, I think I've heard probably every crazy marketing idea for like a dentist. Um, but some of them do work, right? Like I'm willing to try things, but we have a, a clear cut strategy by the age of the practice. This is what you get at this age. This is what you get at this mm-hmm. age. Um, and I leave a little wiggle room in my budget for ex- experimentation. That's huge for the audience out there, because a lot of our audience, uh, Lori, to be honest with you, is going to be that like five to 10. So they're like really learning this. And once you learn, here's the hard part for me that I've always struggled with. I know what you typically will work like 90% of the time. I know what's going to work. But then there's like that 10, 20% of the time where the office is like, I want to try this other thing. And I'm in my back of my mind. I'm like, that's probably going to fail, like really, really bad. But you want to, you don't want to squash everything, right? You you have to have that wiggle room. So, so, you know, you're working together. We're working together to help solve this. And it sounds like you're leaving a little bit of that wiggle room for them to be able to explore and test, which, which, which probably makes for a better relationship. I mean, we're all a team at the end of the day. And I'm, I, most of our doctors have my cell phone number, which probably wasn't the smartest idea. But you know what? Like, 
at the end of the day, like if I'm not available to listen, I don't know everything. Nobody does. So it would be it would be I don't, it wouldn't be collaborative if I just said no all the time. Yep. Yep. Good. Great. Great point. All right. Last question for you. So you are in a stadium. You have about 30 to 50,000 people sitting in there. They're all doctors and marketing managers, and all of them have anywhere from five to 10 offices and they want to grow. Their goal is to get to 100 offices someday. Mm -hmm. What's the one piece of advice from your experience that you would say, hey, this is this is what you should focus on uh, to make that happen? Um, this is resounding like the most important thing is systems in place, clear cut systems for HR, marketing, you know what I mean? Like operations, like this is what we do operationally. We use this TMS system. Everybody's on the same systems and all the systems are buttoned up. There's SOPs for basically every process you can imagine. Like I, again, I'd see duct tape being put, not so much at peak, but mid-Atlantic, but duct tape being put on problems and the wheels come off later. So, so really thinking through what your process going to be Rather than just, hey, we're going to hire this person. This is what Dental's famous for this. Hey, we got we got 20 offices. You're the marketing manager. Good luck. Let us know what you do with it. And there, that's it. Like, that's the whole department. Yeah, 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 There's someone that knows what they're doing out the gate instead of, like, guessing, you know? That's huge. That's huge. Well, and it's tricky. You want to know what's so tricky is that, and Dental, is that you can hire marketing people, right? So you can hire the best marketing person in the world. And they're going to be like, let's put the doctors on social media. And then all the doctors are like, I don't want to be on it's social media. It's not the same. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, back to the drawing board, right? And it's like, or you can hire a dental person who doesn't know marketing. And they're going to have a totally different perspective. Like getting a marketing person that understands dental is so crucial. Mm -hmm. It's so crucial. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Awesome. Well, this has been really, really good. I'm going to ask you on air so that way uh, I can I can uh, put you on the spot. Would you mind coming on our other podcast about Full Arch and talking through some of the things you guys are doing in the Full Arch space? Sure, sure. And can I talk to you about some of the car crashes I had in that space? Because I, you know, I, it yes. hasn't been going as well as I like, if I'm being honest. Yes, it's very, it's very, very difficult. But here's the good news. Uh, we are at a uh, baby boomers are retiring at 10,000 people a day. And they have money and they're going to need all this treatment and there's not enough doctors to serve them in that space. But it is a totally different ballgame than GP, as, as, as you alluded to earlier. It's, a, it's, a, uh, um, it's totally opposite. The marketing system, how you close people, the lead nurturing, all that stuff is totally different. So I can't, we'll, we'll talk more about that. And I really appreciate you coming on today. I know you're super busy running all these practices. So I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, Gary, for having me. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.